At Ball State University, we pledge through our actions, our strategic imperatives, and our promise to live the Beneficence Pledge, we promise to keep inclusive excellence at the heart of all that we do. This year, with the opening of our new Multicultural Center, we intend to expand programming to serve all of our students. These developments you can expect to see on our campus and now on Cardinal Compass. From the campus of Ball State University on Ball State PBS and Indiana Public Radio, this is Cardinal Compass, campus and community conversations. At Ball State University, we are empowered to seek new insights unrestrained by convention. We reimagine the future, spread our wings, and fly. Lifted by knowledge, enabled across disciplines, we are inspired, engaged, and exhilarated. Propelled to change the world, and with beneficence as our guide, at Ball State University, we fly. Ball State has a complex history concerning diversity and inclusion. Recent campus conversations have encouraged a greater focus on the development of the university's commitment to these issues. Jasmine Cheer spoke with a Ball State student about how the university has welcomed her and what more needs to be done. Manaya Adams, now a senior at Ball State, is majoring in pre-med biology. Being the first in her family, college was something on the forefront of her mind. Breaking the cycle and getting an education for herself was one of the main reasons why she chose Ball State as her home. My mom didn't go to school, my father didn't go to school, so it was pretty much up to me to be the one to break those cycles in our family. Although the university has done a great job in pushing certain ideas and ensuring that the topic of diversity and inclusion is widespread, Manaya still says that there is more work to be done. Like Ball State still has work to do with like diversity and things of that nature. And work is exactly what Ball State University is doing. With our new strategic plan for diversity and inclusion, we can better see the vision for the future. To better understand what more has been done over the years, we spoke with Provost Susanna Rivera Mills. The past few years, I think that we have done a really great job of diversifying our student body and making sure that when we recruit students to come here that we do have diversity in mind. Diversity, a concept that for students as well as faculty, means feeling welcomed, seen, heard, and embraced. All things that make the Ball State community all the more special. Like just being in an area, in a place where you're comfortable and you're welcomed. Jasmine Cheers, Cardinal Compass. Joining us and President Mearns is the Assistant Vice President of Inclusive Excellence, Marsha McGriff. President Mearns, what are the key differences between diversity and inclusion, and how is Ball State striving towards excellence in both? Well, so diversity really is something that can be quantified. It's a reflection of how many underrepresented minority students do we enroll, or what is the percentage of underrepresented faculty to students. So diversity you can measure statistically. Uh, inclusiveness is something that's more intangible. It's harder uh, to measure. It's about do you have a campus culture and a climate where people feel respected, irrespective of their backgrounds or their perspectives? Do people feel like their voices are heard in the administration uh, of the university? So we're going to seek to try to measure this year, and Marsha might talk about that uh, with us today. We're going to try to measure where we are on that uh, campus climate or, or culture, but it's something that's more intangible. And in fact, I think as we're going to talk about today, it's actually even more important than diversity. Diversity is the foundation upon which we build a more inclusive campus culture. 
So, Marsha, the Inclusive Excellence Strategic Plan is a new initiative. How does it benefit students and how can students get more involved? Oh, absolutely. At the heart of what we do is to serve and support our students. And any opportunity to put some intentionality around building um, strategy and implementation steps to um, make our campus more inclusive, safe, brave, and like uh, our students belong is really, a, a, um, it's, it's what we strive to do every single day. It's what keeps us up at night. It's, what, it's exactly what we are hired to do. And it's something that I think is incredibly important as our world becomes more and more diverse. And Marsha, it's your duty to oversee excellence on uh, inclusive excellence on campus. What are some strides you've taken to support LGBTQ plus students on campus? I am incredibly proud of our work um, with the LGBTQ community. So I'll, I'll kind of go meta level and then we'll get specific. Um, we have uh, been a sponsor for the last two years of the new Muncie Pride and also Indie Pride. Um, in fact, we were a scholarship uh, donor for a Muncie Pride. So we are incredibly proud of that work. And we have started our new LGBTQIA plus faculty and staff affinity group. Um, and so it's called Ball Pride. And so that is coming out of our office as well. And so we are incredibly um, uh, proud of, not just proud, but just we know that that was, uh, these were steps that needed to be take, taken for our campus. And uh, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's just a strategy that you know, dovetails really nicely with the Inclusive Excellence Plan. And I think that some of the things that you're seeing on your banner and in Canvas around your personal pronouns, around Call Me By My Name, all of those are part of those initiatives to serve and support intentionally the LGBTQIA community here at Ball State. So where do students in the LGBTQ fall into new Inclusive Excellence programming? But actually, part of it is building the systems, policies, and procedures that support and ensure that uh, there's inclusion. So uh, I mentioned the personal pronouns. Um, it really is, um, a, I don't know, if, so if someone recognizes you for who you know yourself to be, that's one step, right? Those are those policy systems and infrastructure that are so very important. And not only that, but training and developing and educating our entire campus on these important issues is part of that, building that space for inclusion, that space for belonging. And I like to flip the word belonging into mattering. And so um, from my policy and, and strategic perspective, those were part of the infrastructures that we needed to put into place so that we can honor, support, and respect the LGBTQIA community as a whole at Ball State. And Ball State not only has a commitment to students, but an external commitment to the community. What are some ways that the university has impacted the community? Well, I, well I'll start and then I'm going to hand it off to Marsha to talk about some of the work that she and others on our campus have done in the community over the last maybe 16, 18 months. But so that commitment to the community has been manifested in many ways, whether it's in our partnership with the Muncie Community Schools, whether it's our activity to support economic development downtown, our opportunity to work closely with businesses in the area to ensure that all people in the community have opportunities to get employment here at Ball State University or to get contracts to help us with things like construction and designing our buildings. We're taking a much more inclusive approach to both employment and contracting relationships. But since the murder of George Floyd back in uh, May of 2020, uh, there was a movement here in Muncie. Of course, there was a a protest march that was organized by our students. So I think it was one of the largest protest marches here in the history of, uh, of, of Muncie. 
and it brought into clearer relief for us the role that we should play not just on campus but in the community. And the community formed a group and Marsha and Roanne Royer-Engel have been very involved in it. So maybe I'll let Marsha speak to, to that work because I'm so proud of the work that they've been doing throughout the community, including with the law enforcement community, Absolutely. which is an important element of ensuring that everyone feels safe on campus and safe out in the community. And actually, uh, thank you, President Mearns. Uh, I, uh, I don't think everybody knows, but Ball State was a part of the educational development for our law enforcement in Delaware County. We provided implicit bias, uh, multicultural uh, training, um, competencies, de-escalation and uh, mediation training to our law enforcement in the entire county. That includes Muncie Police, that includes Yorktown, that includes the Sheriff's Department. And so we are um, a brain trust. And you know, it was important for us to bring that brain trust to the community of Muncie to build up capacity in these incredibly important issues around diversity, equity, and inclusion, not only for our campus, but for our entire community. Education is the key. And it was wonderful to be a partner with our law enforcement in that endeavor. And one of the things that I think we've we've demonstrated here with Marsha's leadership and other leadership. You know, oftentimes universities, when they go out in the community, they try to tell them what to do. That's exactly right. And what Marsha does so well and the people who work with her do so well is they begin by going out into the community and listening. How can we support you? What are your issues? What are your concerns? And it's only after listening that we bring to bear our expertise and our experience. And that's what would then produce meaningful change that will benefit all of us in the community. So President Burns, where do we as a community need to go in order to make strides towards inclusivity? Well, so we have an inclusive excellence plan and Marsha has been involved in helping us formulate that plan, but we received input from faculty, staff, and we now have a very active student advisory group in terms of inclusive excellence. So we're continuing to implement that plan. One of the elements of that plan will be a campus climate survey. So we're going to spend this fall um, helping people in the campus understand what that survey is all about so that when we conduct that survey in the spring, we'll get meaningful information that we can use then to continue to enhance our plan. And maybe, Marcia, you want to talk a little bit about uh, when that survey is coming and what we intend to do with the information we get. Absolutely. And so we're going to kick off with a um, we soar, building a culture of inclusive excellence, um, kick off next Tuesday, um, the 14th, I believe. And so it's going to be uh, dialogues from about 11 to 3. So what we're, we're looking at is hashtag BeHeardBSU. So we're going to be in the shadow of beneficence. Thank you, President Mertz, for that beautiful imagery, um, where we're going to really look at, lean into our values. We're going to lean into what makes Ball State so special. And I, I talk about this a little bit. You know, that's why I chose to come here. Um, it's rare to find a public university that has such a strong uh, ethos and value system. And I think it's important to lean into those values as we seek to learn more about our culture and our climate, which will uh, be in the spring, uh, survey in the spring. So be on the lookout. There will be a culture and climate uh, emails and communications coming. And we want everyone to take that time to tell us about their experience uh, at Ball State. So hashtag BeHeardBSU. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, Marsha. We appreciate your insight. Um, the Multicultural Center used to be a small building on the outskirts of campus. Now it sits in the heart of campus, encouraging students to stop in and learn about various campus perspectives. Kellen Harrison tells us what prompted the move and how our students are being given new opportunities. 
Within Ball State's Multicultural Center lays a library filled with readings detailing topics such as race and ethnicity, gender, and sexuality. Relics showcasing Ball State's first black graduate Harry Walkins travels line the shelves and paintings sold by Ball State students line the walls. This space, alongside the building's other rooms, serve as a welcoming space for students to study and congregate with one another. It's very symbolic about the importance that diversity and inclusivity and multiculturalism has here in our university. I think it's absolutely wonderful that our multicultural center will now be at the center of campus instead of just the periphery. I think it's something that will certainly be heard and seen by anybody who comes to our campus. After about a year of construction, students and clubs have already been using the building, whether it be for the lawn, multi-purpose room, lobby, library, or ice cream shop. It's like really convenient for me just come over here, relax, um, just have time to myself, study. It's a really great place to be, and I feel like, I don't know, welcome, inviting. Going forward, the Multicultural Center plans to encourage more students and clubs to use the building's resources as well as promote inclusivity throughout campus. Kellen Harrison, Cardinal Compass. Bobby Steele, the director of the Multicultural Center, is joining us now for more perspective on the new building's impact. What does the new multicultural center offer that the old one did not? Great question. There are lots of things that the new multicultural <laughs> center offers. One of the main things that I appreciate about the new space is the location. So previously our space was on the edge of campus. So it made it not as accessible to students or students maybe would not know where it's at, especially sometimes our students who are new to campus and live in the residence halls. Another important, important component of the facility is that it is ADA compliant. So that was an issue in the past that a lot of our programs and events, we'd find ourselves doing other places on campus because our space wasn't either large enough or wasn't accessible uh, for all of our students. So that, those are some of the main components that the facility has. We have larger spaces, we have updated technology, monitors and things for us to be able to do presentations. And a lot of our students are impressed with Dining's new ice cream shop that is attached to the Multicultural Center. So President Mearns, the geographic location is central to campus, allowing more students to take advantage of the center. How have you and Bobby both been able to connect to new students through this? Well, so I want to speak to the location for just a second. Um, Bobby was pretty modest when we talk about a small building on the outskirts of campus. It really was not an, a resource that was available to enough of our students. And when we, can, when we were evaluating where to place it, we looked at various options around campus, and I think we readily decided that the current location where it's now located is so important both for practical reasons so that students can access it, but it also sends a message where you have a building and what a building looks like sends a message to the campus community and to visitors. So it was so important to all of us that it not just be a beautiful facility and a very functional facility, but that, be, that it be in the heart of our campus because the, these, this commitment to inclusive excellence is one of our enduring values and it needs to reflect our commitment that inclusive excellence is gonna be at the heart of all that we do. And so the programming that Bobby can speak to is ensures that all of our students have convenient access to it. It's not just programming design for a certain subset of our students or a certain demographic. We want all of our students to take advantage of the rich and important programming that Bobby and his colleagues will put on in the center. And how can students get involved in diversity and inclusion here at Ball State? One of the things that I think that I'm very uh, 
that you find I, I find myself speaking to a lot is that accountability piece is very important. So we need students to tell us what our experiences, what their experiences are, so we can best support and assist. We also need our students and all of our colleagues, all of our constituents on our campus to hold each other accountable for, for, for those types of things. So get involved, get engaged, speak up and let us know um, because some things we may find out after the fact. So I know sometimes that can be challenging, but we really need our campus community to speak up, be heard. We want to make sure that people feel heard and feel supported so we can continue to make our campus more inclusive and vibrant. So, Bobby, how has diversity and inclusion affected you, not only as the director of the Multicultural Center, but as a professor as well? Yes, so one of the things, uh, as far as the educational components is concerned, is my role as an instructor as well, is I want to make sure that our students know what resources are on campus. So my class, uh, we, with my um, graduate student class, we just went over some of those things, talking about resources, talking about campus policies, regardless of what the content of the course is. So our students need to know that, know where they can go to find support, know what the policies are, um, even talking about a little, taking it a bit step further and looking at Indiana and state legislation and how that affects the university as well. So so those are things that um, our students need to know and I try to make sure that I incorporate that as much as possible. Personally, some of the things in this role, it has made me challenge myself to make sure that I'm current. Uh, we stay the same age, we get older, and our student population continuously comes in every year. And terminology, policies, laws, uh, what is acceptable and what is not often changes. And so it's important that we stay current and stay mindful of many of those things. And so that's something I try to work on myself and try to share with colleagues as well. Yeah, and Bobby, did that help you during the expansion of the Multicultural Center? I think, yes. One of the things that's also important for me is that you have to have a personal commitment. You have to have empathy. I often share with colleagues on campus, it doesn't matter about what your title is or where you work. We all have to be invested in making sure that our campus is inclusive and making sure that our students are having a great experience. So it starts with a personal touch, a personal care, a personal concern, and being empathetic. And those are the things from my experiences that helped me be able to sit on the committee for the design of the new building and be able to articulate and communicate some of those things that uh, we may want to make sure the new facility had. So for both of you, what is your personal commitment to making the center a safer place for students? Well, I'll, I'll let Bobby speak again about the programming. To me, the commitment that we have to inclusive excellence for our faculty, staff, and our students in the Multicultural Center begins with a couple of things that you've heard Marsha and Bobby speak about. First, for me, it's about listening. Listening to the different perspectives of our students and our faculty and staff. And then, as Bobby said a moment ago, being empathetic. Listening not just simply with an open mind, but with an open heart. To understand what we can do to make everyone feel valued and respected on our campus. Yes, absolutely. I think I'd have to echo again that, that listening, that being empathetic is important. And so that helps us. So we have programs and events that we often do. And we also, we're innovative. So we're redesigning our website and letting students know and faculty and anyone who wants to work with us, how to work with us. If there's an idea that people have, we're more than welcome to hear it. And we want to know how we get support because we have to understand that this is a shared responsibility. Although that's the primary responsibility of maybe my office and Marsha's office, we all have to be invested and be a part of this. So one of the things I've been impressed with the most that I've seen with the new center is that we've just seen students come into the facility just to study, just to read, just to take a break from classes, even if they're not attending a formal event. We want that to continue and we want to know what else we can do um, to expand on what we've already done with our programming to support our students. So what do you think it is about the center that makes students comfortable to come in and just study and hang out there 
just between classes and whatever? I think it, it involves a few things. First and foremost is back to the location. Students don't have to walk all the way across campus to, to, to visit us now. Um, we're right in the heart of campus by Bracken, by Proust, by Whittinger. There's, they're centrally located so students can, can come in. We're by residence halls now. Um, the design of the building has flexible study spaces, movable furniture, so students can come in, plug in, plug in a cell phone, plug in a laptop, a tablet, all those types of things. And there's some quiet study space available as well. So when we're not doing programming that are not events, students can feel comfortable to come in. They can speak to one of us and some students just come in and utilize the facility. However they feel that they want to use the space, um, that's what we want to make sure that students continue to have that opportunity. That sounds, that sounds great and I will definitely have to go in and check out that study yeah. space. Yeah. But that's all the time we have for that part of the discussion. We are excited to see how the new multicultural center will affect campus life. President Burns, we would like to give you the final minute to hear your thoughts on today's conversation. Well, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to speak about these important issues. You know, I'm very proud of the progress we've made with respect to diversity and inclusion. We've seen it, as I mentioned earlier, you can quantify it in terms of the number of underrepresented minority students. We're also seeing a growth in terms of underrepresented minorities who serve on our faculty and staff. But while I'm pleased and proud with that progress, we have much more work to do. And that's what this commitment to inclusive excellence is all about. Continuing to do that work so that it's not just a diverse campus, but an inclusive campus. And I'm also grateful, of course, to Marsha and Bobby, to all of our faculty, staff, and students who are participating in this process. That commitment permeates uh, our institution from our alumni, as well as to our board of trustees who've authorized the construction, the design and construction of the Multicultural Center. So I'm proud and grateful. Thank you all very much. Again, we want to thank President Mearns and our guests, Marsha McGriff and Bobby Steele, and all of you for joining in on the conversation. I'm Joey Moore. And I'm Hannah McElroy. We hope you'll join us next time for Cardinal Compass Campus and Community Conversations. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you first hear the chirp, when you look to Frog Baby for luck and Beneficence for guidance. You're a Ball State Cardinal when you chase your dreams, present your case, and win. When the university you call home is small enough to be a community, but big enough to change the world. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you're one of us. We are Ball State University. We fly. Compass was produced at Ball State University by students of the College of Communication, Information, and Media at the studios of University Media Services. Cardinal Compass was produced by Emily Harless, audio engineering by Lexi Esterly. Special thanks to Sean Ashcraft for production assistance, the Department of Telecommunications, University Media Services, Ball State Marketing and Communications, and the Digital Corps.